This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. I'm excited about Wednesday night church. I even saw Stu back here. That makes me really excited. I haven't seen Stu in years. Praise the Lord. We used to work on different projects here at the church, and you know, you just uh, have to love a guy like that. So, good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Almost brings tears to my eyes. You know, people that really love God, there's something about that. <laughs> there's something about that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Woo! Are you happy you're saved tonight? Yes. Hallelujah. I am really happy. Can somebody close those doors out to the foyer? It's kind of distracting to me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to stay in here, not out there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have a good word tonight. Hallelujah. It is something that has really helped me in my walk with the Lord and, and really changed my life in so many ways, and I know it will for you too. Amen. And um, we've been talking about this a lot, little bit in our Sunday morning classes, and um, it's the, the power of the Word of God, hallelujah, and the importance of us getting the Word in us. You know, like Pastor says, you know, let the book get in you, you know, and, uh, and that's, uh, that's a very true statement. And we need to feed on the Word of God. Hallelujah. And you're going to see as we go through this, 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 what I have to share with you tonight, that uh, the Word of God is alive and powerful. Hallelujah. And if we, will, if we will treat it that way, it'll change our lives. Hallelujah. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 4 to begin with. And I'm just going to lay a little bit of a foundation here for what I want to share with you. Hallelujah. And Matthew 4 and verse 1 this is when Jesus was, uh, he says, when then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. Well, you would be too. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the Son of God, command these stones become bread. Well, you know, the devil will always try to question the Word of God, and he will always try to bring up to your mind for you to question who you are in him. You know, we were, we were singing, you know, I'm a child of God. Well, he will say, well, if you're a child of God, then, then why is this happening in your life? Why are you not seeing any results of being a child of God? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if that is so. He always tries to put doubt in there. He always wants to question what God has said. And so let's see how Jesus dealt with that. He said in verse 4, but he answered and said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of of God. Well, the same way that Jesus defeated the devil, guess what? You're going to have to do it the same way with what is written in the Word of God. And if you don't know what is written, you're going to be at a disadvantage. Wouldn't you think so? <laughs> but he answered him with the Word. He said he did that again and again and again, and then the devil left him for a season. You know, he's, the deceiver will probably try to come back at some point. You know, but he will always have to uh, uh, go when you present him with the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you don't have to turn to all these. I'm just probably going to go through a few of them, all right? And so I'd rather you listen, and if you need to get back to them, we have it all recorded. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So there's a planting, a planting of what? The Word of God. 
Well, you know, if we have some farmers in here, and, you know, I've talked about this many times, but, you know, the reason, one of the reasons why is that I heard Kenneth E. Hagin, or actually the Lord told him in a vision, he said, because he was revealing to, to him some more truth about Mark eleven twenty three, and you would think that he knew all you had to know about Mark eleven twenty three, because it raised him up from a deathbed, but apparently not. And so there was more light in there, and he said, did you ever notice in Mark eleven twenty three that believing is just only mentioned one, once, but saying is mentioned three times. And so I'm talking about the word of God and words and putting them in your mouth today. And usually you will have to, he said, you'll have to teach three times as much on the saying part as the believing part. So here we are. Praise the Lord. We're teaching on words and how important it is for you to put God, God's words in your mouth. And so there's a planting process and then there's the watering process. And a lot of people, they, 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 they think that all there is is, well, I heard it. Well, there's a watering process that a lot of times get ignored by most people because they think they've heard the truth and, well, I know about that. Well, you, you, you might know a little bit about it, but you don't, know, you don't know it as you ought to know it because the Word of God is filled with revelation. And when you start walking with the Lord, you'll see that you'll lay, lay a foundation and you build on that foundation and you'll build more and more and more. Hallelujah. And you will find yourself walking in a completely different place than you were maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago or maybe two months ago. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119, 130 is one of my favorites. It says, the entrance of the word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. And it's like, you know, you, you can go up into the attic and you have a, you know, and you turn your flashlight on and you see a lot of stuff. It's like, I didn't even know I had this. I mean, it's been years. And this is kind of the same thing with your life in Christ. There's a lot of stuff that you don't know about yet that only the light of the Word of God will help you find and find out about so that you can actually do something with it and put it into practice in your life. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen at least? Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Praise the Lord. The entrance of the Word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us. Because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, talking about Jesus, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Quite a contrary thing in, our, in today's society to live for somebody else. <laughs> Where everybody's living for themselves. Hallelujah. In verse 16, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Say new. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, verse 18 stands, uh, says. So there are some things that you have to find out about when you become a child of God. Hallelujah. Do you find yourself in a little bit different place now than you did 10 years ago or whenever you found the Lord? Yes, you should. You should continually grow and learn about these things. Paul said it's going to take the ages to come, he said, for, 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 for the Lord to be able to reveal to you how kind he has been to you in Christ Jesus. So you think there is a progression here. And there should be in our lives, too. We should find out more and more about who we are and what we have because of what Jesus did so we can live a victorious life. There's a reason why pastor has been preaching on who we are as children of God. That we are victors and not victims. And that has to be preached more than one time. It has to be preached again and again so that we start finally to see ourselves 
as this new man in Christ Jesus. Because if not, you're gonna fall back to the default, like looking at what you've been able to accomplish in your own strength this far, or your family, or your natural surroundings, and you will fall short of what God has for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's like you get a new car, you know, and, and, and you know, there's, there's an instruction manual, and I know most guys in here, we, we, we don't read the instruction manual. You know, we just try to figure it out, and we'll break some things in the progress, and, you know, finally we might be able to get the thing rolling. But the thing is that now in this instant, when it comes to your life in Christ, you are the car. And you need to find out how this thing works. It's brand new, or say it's an airplane. You know, there's a pilot operating handbook, you know, and if you don't know what that handbook says, you, you are not going to be able to get that thing started. And you're sure are not going to be able to get it off the ground. And if you get it off the ground, hopefully you know how to get it landed. It'll always come down, like Pastor says, it always comes down. You know, but you really want to have a landing, even though it might be bumpy. Hallelujah. But, you know, you have to get in the manual to see how this airplane operates. And you have to get in the manual to see how, who you are and how to walk out this life. Hallelujah. In Christ. Because it is a, it is, it's, it's an incredible thing. It's filled. You know, Jesus said, you know, he said, my words are spirit in their life. There's some things that Jesus said that you really need the Holy Spirit to help you understand. Even Peter had to have help understanding what, what Paul was preaching because he said, you know, some things are hard to understand. You know, but we have the Holy Ghost. Aren't you thankful? Hallelujah. And we have the Word of God to help us. Now, in Joshua chapter 1, hallelujah, and verse 8, and this is a very, very familiar scripture. Hallelujah. 1.8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will have your way prosper, then we'll make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Hallelujah. So this, does this sound like it's just automatic to you? Shall not depart from your mouth. Well, that means a continual, hallelujah, sound of the word of God from your mouth. Not from the preacher, but your mouth. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Meditate in it day and night. That means that what should occupy your thinking is the Word of God. What should occupy what you think about through the day is the Word of God. Not your problems, not the current state of the union. No, the Word of God. Hallelujah. That you may observe to do. That you may observe to do. Because I can tell you, if you don't do the two first ones, you're not going to observe to do either. What the Word of God says. And... James says, he's the doer of the word that is blessed. Hallelujah. And that word blessed means supremely blessed. Did you know that when you do the word of God, when you act on the word of God, your life will change. And you will see it come to pass in your life. You will see healing come to pass in your body. You will see prosperity come to pass in your life. You will see God being able to restore things that you would never be able to do in your own strength. Because the word of God is true, and it always works. Hallelujah. So it's not automatic. Let's look at another scripture to kind of get it across to us as well. First Timothy chapter 4. Hallelujah. You know why I'm using so many scriptures? It's because the Lord confirms the word with signs following. His word 
Hallelujah. His word. Because it's alive. Hallelujah. And it will, it'll, it'll, it'll change you. If you will receive it, it'll change your life. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 12, you know, Paul is talking to his son in the faith, Timothy. And he says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading. I know a lot of people don't like reading, but here you are. It says reading. To exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Hallelujah. Give yourself entirely to them, it says in verse 15. Does that sound like something you just do on Sunday morning or on Wednesday night? The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> if you give yourself entirely to something, it consumes your world. And you know, there's a reason why the Lord wants this to get across to you, because your life in Christ is the most important thing. And this world, they, they don't see it that way. And if you're not careful, you'll be conformed to this world. And you would just go to church on Sunday, and then maybe on Wednesday night, you know, you're here tonight. And, but it's not going to be enough. You're going to have to get settled in who you are and what you have as a child of God to be able to stand in this day and this hour. Because if you don't, you will wilt. You will back off. Because of the pressure that is in this world. And the pressure is getting more and more. But the more you are aware of who you are, the more you will stand strong. And you, will, and you will be able to just, just not just stop the devil, but take territory. Take more territory for your church and for your family. You'll be able to stand strong and say, no, it is written. You are under my feet. Hallelujah. Sickness and disease will not come near my dwelling. Hallelujah. You'll be able to stand. But if you haven't filled up with the word of God, you know, there's a reason why Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Well, bread is for nourishment for your physical body. Well, the word of God is nourishment for your inner man to strengthen you. And, you know, I can't remember who it was who said it now, but, you know, most, I think it was uh, D.L. Moody. He said, you know, uh, most Christians wonder why they're, why they're weak when they, they feed their bodies three hot meals a day and their spirit a cold snack once a week. And they wonder why they're so weak. They wonder why they're not able to stand. Well, I can tell you why. It's a lack of the word of God in you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, this is important because there, there's too many Christians that are backing off. There's too many Christians that are like, I, no, I don't want to take the fight. Well, the thing is, when you get enough word in you, the fight comes out of you. You just want to fight. <laughs> You do. It's like a little chihuahua. It's like, <laughs> you are not coming near my dwelling. You know, it takes the word of God to get the light bulb to come on. So you realize the harassment. 
If you don't have the word of God, you won't recognize the harassment and you will give in. When you have enough of the word of God in you, you will have the same spirit of faith. Say same spirit of faith. That everybody in Hebrews 11 had. Joshua and Caleb and Moses and Abraham and Sarah, all of them, they had the same spirit of faith that you have. Paul said, we having the same spirit of faith. We believe and therefore we speak. Hallelujah. You need to declare what the word of God says about you at your house. You need to declare what the word of God says about your family at your house. You need to rejoice in the fact that you've been redeemed from the curse of the law at your house. You need to be excited about the word of God at your house. Praise the Lord. The same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. Same spirit, same result. If you give him room to work. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. F.F. Bosworth, he said this, nothing will establish you and build your faith as quickly as confession. Talking about confessing the word of God. Hallelujah. You speak it out of your mouth what God says about you. E.W. Kenyon says the reason the majority of Christians are weak, though they are sincere, it's because they've never dared to make a bold confession of who they are in Christ. Hallelujah. I've been there. I've been sincere. And sincerely in unbelief. Yeah, sincere. Tears running down my cheeks. If you looked at me, you'd probably give me a hug. But do you know what the Lord told me? Through a preacher, he said, don't limit God. So we shouldn't limit him with our words. We should release him with our words. Hallelujah. And let him change our lives and the lives of those around us. E.W. Kenyon also said, Confession builds the road over which faith carries its mighty cargo. Hallelujah. Kenneth e. Hagin said, We shall never rise above our confessions. So do you think it's imp important what you let out of your mouth? Yeah. Well, I would think so. Proverbs chapter 18 says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. But a lot of times we don't think about that. Well, yeah, I know the word says so, but, well, that's the problem. That's the problem. If the word of God says so, it is absolute truth. And you will, if you look back in your life, you'll see results of what your mouth has been saying. It's just the way it is. And if you don't like it, well, then we can change what comes out of our mouth, right? Philemon is just one chapter. And when I saw this, it, kind of, it really got my attention. And it goes along with everything I've said so far. In verse 6 in the New King James Version, it says that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So that word sharing is the, the communion or the communication or the partnership or the sharing that you have 
all that you have in Christ, all that is yours because of what he did becomes effective or operative by what you say about it. Because you will find this, that God will never override your will. And he will never go against what you say about you or your situation. Because he gave you authority. Which is a great thing when you find out how to use it well. You see this in the fact that Jesus, he reconciled the world to the Father through what he did. Let me find the scripture. It says in 2 Corinthians 5 and now in verse 18. It says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That's what we tell people about Jesus so they will know that they've actually been set free by the blood of Jesus. And that's why we have to believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Because if you don't confess Jesus as Lord in your life, he won't be Lord in your life. And you won't be saved even though it's all being accomplished by Jesus. And you will see this throughout Scripture that God will never override your will. And that's why it's so important to get in Scripture and just say yes. Agree with God. Let it come out of your mouth and you will start to see an activation of all these things that have already been placed in you as a Christian. There's so much in you that you don't know about yet. There's a purpose and a call on your life that a lot of times we haven't seen. You know, the, the Lord told Brother Hagin in another vision, he said that most ministers, he said, live and die and do not enter the first phase of the ministry I have for them. If that's the case of people that are ministers, one is probably about the same case for most people. And everybody is called. Did you know that? Everybody has a call and an anointing on them given by God to function in the body. Because you have a supply, whether you realize it or not, you are very valuable to the plan of God. And you need to find your place. And the only way you're going to find out is when you spend time in his word and you agree with him. Hallelujah. And then the Holy Spirit, which is our next deal here, he takes hold with what? Truth. Let's go to John chapter 16. Pray. This is good preaching, guys. I'm just telling you. This is life-changing. Hallelujah. If you receive it, it'll work in you. Hallelujah. And it'll produce a great, great harvest. Praise the Lord. In John 16, verse 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come. That's the Holy Spirit. And how many of you know he came? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Have you ever heard that we are joint heirs with Christ? Hallelujah. Well, it's, it's the Holy Spirit's job to take what is 
Jesus is and show it to you. Because everything that Jesus inherited, you inherited. And that will change your life when you start to see what that means for you. You will start to live in a place of authority over sickness and disease, over poverty and lack. Hallelujah. You will see problems, just another opportunity to see that God's word works. Hallelujah. Because God will always give you the answer. As far as God's concerned, he never looks at the fruit. He goes straight to the core. He goes straight to the root and says, that's the problem. He will give you the answer. He said, if you lack wisdom, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without finding fault. Hallelujah. He will help you. The Holy Spirit came to reside in you forever. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's just waiting for us to start going hand in hand with him. And he needs to, we need to get a grip on our lip. We need to start speaking the truth. We need to sp start speaking what God says about us. And then the see the Holy Spirit. He takes, he takes the letter from being dead to being alive. He, takes, he reveals the Bible to you. Amen. Amen. I'm just looking for some excitement. I see some smiles. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is a lot of times ignored. He's a lot of times ignored and he, he's not able to do what he wants to do. A lot of times we're ignorant and a lot of times we have backed off because it seems a little bit, whoa, out of our comfort zone maybe. But he's there to help us in every situation. Hallelujah. And if, we will, and if we will step out on what he tells us, then there will be grace there from heaven to get it accomplished. For instance, you know, this is more of a, it might seem like a natural deal, but I was feeding on the word when I was working offshore. I was listening to, 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 to Keith Moore. He had a, you know, I, I listened a lot to him, and, and he had this series. But 16 Fridays, he taught on the wisdom of God. Well, you know, after 16 sermons, you ought to get something, right? And so, you know, I, I, I just, you know, after I gave my life over to the Lord, I just realized, you know what, I need, to, I need to feed myself on the Word. And so after shift, I would work 12 hours, so, you know, what are you going to do with the rest of the time you have? You know, you don't sleep 12 hours. And so, you know, so I would go to the gym, and then I would sit down, and I would, I would listen to a sermon every night. I would sit there and listen to the Word, and I would rejoice, and I would sing with them, you know, at the end of service, and guess what? The presence of God would be in that cabin. Me and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Fellowshipping around the word of God, which is life. Hallelujah. And so I was sitting, he was talking about, you know, when he started flying and, and all this stuff. And he said he was a private pilot, only had four, 400 hours. And then the Lord impressed on him, you know, I want you to believe for a jet. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you know, that was way out of his comfort zone. Well, God is going to do stuff outside of your comfort zone. And so I started listening to this, and he, he said he went to school to learn how to fly these jets. And I think it was, I can't remember if it was like three weeks or whatever it was, but it's intense. You know, they go through all the snares where everything goes wrong. You know, and you have to try to fix it. You know, there's, there's a fire in your wing, whatever, and you have to try to fix it and land and stuff, and it just goes, you know, it's like pilot hell. Everything goes wrong again and again and again and again. And some of these guys that had thousands of hours, you know, they would start to get discouraged. You know, it's like, man, it's like, I don't think I can do this. And he said, I had to prop him up. The guy with the 400 hours, he had faith. And he's like, you can do it. 
you know, and so, and so I'm, I was listening to this, and I was just listening to his testimony, and I was, and I, I'd started hanging out with Brian Yoder, you know, and he was a pilot, and I was like, well, if he can, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you know, you, you listen to the word, and guess what? Faith comes. But now, you have to act on it. And so I was listening and listening and listening. At the end, I was like, you know what? Maybe I can do this. And he said this. He said this statement. He says, everybody has the same capacity to learn. He said, it just takes faith. So I was like, all right. I might not be the sharpest knife in the drawer. I might not be the smartest cookie. But I got faith. So I asked for, you know, to get half the year off from working offshore. So now, instead of having working five weeks and having five weeks off, I had worked five weeks and had 15 weeks off, and I thought, I can do this until Jesus comes back. Praise the Lord. 15 weeks off, and I, I started going to school, you know, and I started, started uh, uh, studying for this, you know. And, and, and the thing is, you know, I told you, you know, grace would be available. Well, there was grace for me to study. I could sit there eight hours a day and just read aerodynamics, airspace, weather, all these things, and I enjoyed it, every minute of it. I don't think I've ever studied anything as much in my life. And I enjoyed it because there was grace there. God impressed on me to do it, and there was grace there. And so I ended up doing my private, my instrument, and my commercial, my multi-engine. You know, you kind of get into these things. It's kind of fun, you know. And so, but, but I ended up having 100% on all of my writings, on my private, on my instrument, and my commercial. And it's just, that's just the grace of God available because I stepped out. And what it showed me is that if God tells you to do something, you can do it. And you can do it in grand style. Can I get an amen? And so that came from the word of God. Hallelujah. Faith came. And you need faith. Hallelujah. You need faith for your family. Did you know that? You can stake a new course for your family. It doesn't have to be like it was in the past. It doesn't have to be like it was for those that walked before you. You can stake out a new path. Hallelujah. For you and those that come after you. It can be said of you generations from now that grandpa and grandma had faith. And I'm so thankful that they chose to follow God. Because they chose to follow God, my life is different. Amen. Praise the Lord. And that is for you, every one of you in here. That's for you. Because God has a great life planned for all of us. But it's going to require faith. Everything that God does will require faith. Because only faith pleases God. He made a path for you that you will have to trust him. I remember when I first started, you know, I, I, was, I was in Bible school my first year as an 18-year-old coming over as a, as a student from Norway. I was 18 years old and I'd gone one year and there was a lot of stuff that happened that year and it was just, it just was trying to make me quit. And guess what? I quit. I, because I was out of money, I, I kind of knew that I was supposed to do two years but I was by myself, you can't work as an international student. So here I was, and I knew in my heart that if you take this step, you are going to have to trust God the whole way. And I wish I would have. Because I would have bypassed some things that I didn't bypass, but you don't have to make that mistake just because I did. 
But you know, God is merciful. And even if you have made mistakes, he can make up for lost time. Hallelujah, because he is merciful. And he is good. And there is some resurrection power available to you if you will tap into it. Because Paul, you know, Paul, he was praying for the Ephesians. Why would he pray for the Ephesians like he did? Let's go in and look at that real quick. Ephesians chapter 1. It goes along with, with what we've been talking about tonight. Praise the Lord. And the Lord is helping us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that I chose to follow Jesus. Ephesians 1 and verse 15, and he says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And what was he praying? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, so that you will know in whom you have believed. Hallelujah. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. And he likens that same power that is working towards you, he says, according to the working of, the, of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet. And gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Paul was praying for the Ephesians. They were already saved. They were already a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But he still prayed for them that they would get the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Because you know, when you know who lives in you, Things look different. Then you know that cancer is just another name that has to bow to the name of Jesus. And I heard one preacher say, if, you, if you're not excited about Jesus, then you haven't, you haven't been around him lately. Because he is impressive. He is very impressive. You read about Daniel, chapter 9 and 10, he had visions. And I believe that one of them was of Jesus, and he, he fell to the floor. He could, well, not the floor, he was outside, you know, but he fell to the ground, and he couldn't move. Until the one who had the likeness of a man spoke to me and said, be strong. Yes, be strong. And then he was strong. God does something with words. Hallelujah. But Jesus is very impressive, and when you start to spend some time with him in his word and in prayer, then you will start to get a revelation of who he is. But I mean, one of the most effective things I have seen when it comes to getting a revelation of who he is and who I am in him is to get like a, the prayer here in Ephesians. And did you know that when you pray once, God hears you? When you pray according to his word, he hears, did you know that? 
You ever heard of of First John five fourteen? Have you heard that? Let, let me let, let's hear it again. Hallelujah. First John five fourteen, and I'm going to go back to Ephesians chapter one. Hallelujah. First John five fourteen. Now this is the confidence. Say confidence. That we, had, that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So, if you pray the Ephesians prayer over yourself or a loved one, should you have uh, confidence that he heard you? And should you have confidence that you will have whatever you asked of him? So I found that instead of praying it again and again, I go in and I sprinkle it with thanksgiving. I say, thank you, Father, hallelujah, that you've given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of my understanding are being enlightened, hallelujah. Glory be to God, that I may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And I'm seeing every day more and more what is this exceeding great power that is working towards me who believe. I rejoice, Father, in the fact that you've heard me. And that you're flooding me with light and understanding. Hallelujah. So every day I'm walking closer with you. Every day I see more. Hallelujah. Of who I am and what you've done for me. You know what? That works. It works wonderfully. Hallelujah. Because now we're agreeing with God. Does that make sense to everybody? Hallelujah. That's effective prayer. Hallelujah. And I, that's how I like to meditate the word as well. I go in and I find something that the word says about me. And I just start to rejoice in it. Thank you, Father, that I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father, that you made me holy and blameless and righteous by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you qualified me to be a partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. You did it for me, Father. Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful. Glory be to Jesus. See, if we'll start doing that, the Holy Ghost is rejoicing in the basement because he's realizing that he's going to be able to come out. Hallelujah. And show you some things that he hasn't been able to show you because your mouth has not been agreeing with what the Word of God says. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Another prayer in Colossians. You know, Paul, he was praying. You know, Paul had the oversight of these churches. And he was praying that they would see. They would be filled with the knowledge of God in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Let's go to Colossians 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In verse 9, it's another one he prayed for them. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So he did this all the time. Hallelujah. <laughs> and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all might. Hallelujah. According to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Hallelujah. Joy. Hallelujah. We should rejoice, hallelujah, in what Jesus has done for us instead of complaining about how bad it is, how things don't seem to work out for me. Well, shut up. Stop saying that. 
Your words have power over life and death. Get in line with what God says. What he has said about you, you have his spirit living in you. This same spirit of faith, hallelujah, that you read about any time when anybody stood up and did anything in faith, even Jesus, same spirit, same Holy Ghost. And if we would watch our words just like Jesus watched his words because he said, I only say what the Father says. If we would watch our words and speak what the word says because this word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. This word is what God wanted us to hear so we could put it in our mouth and speak it again. Hallelujah. And if we put God's word in our mouth and watch, put a, put a watch on our lips and ask, ask, just ask the Lord to help you. Because we don't have to take every thought that crosses our mind. We shouldn't take every thought that crosses our mind because then we'll say a lot of stuff we'll have to repent for later. But if we just look into the word and get more, more accustomed to speaking the word, then our words will start to carry more weight. Remember the Pharisees sent somebody out to, some officers out to, to arrest Jesus? And they came back without him and they said, what happened? Are you guys believers too? They said, no man ever spoke like this man. And that wasn't because he was God. No, it was because he was a man, hallelujah, walking on this earth, anointed by the Holy Spirit. And we can have our words carry weight as well. Hallelujah. He walked this earth as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost. Well, you can see he never did a miracle before he was baptized in the Jordan and the Holy Spirit came upon him. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hallelujah, that if we watch our words and start to agree with the word, hallelujah, then our lives will completely change. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you start agreeing with the word and start saying about yourself what the word says about you, you release the spirit of God to start revealing that word to you. And not just what it means, but you release the very power in that word on your behalf. You know, God does things through words. He never did anything unless he told it through his prophets first. You can see that throughout the the Old Testament. Hallelujah. He upholds everything by the word of his power. Hebrews chapter 1. He spoke the sun and the moon and the stars and all the planets into existence, didn't he, in the beginning. And they still go because his word stands firm forever. Hallelujah. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And you see the same thing in, well, hold on. See how much time we have here. So I have lots of notes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But are you getting, uh, is this getting across to you? Hallelujah. You know, it's, uh, we're serving an awesome God. And I just want to read Revelations chapter 1 a little bit here just to kind of bring your, you to remembrance of, of who you're serving. And who you've been joined to. You know, Ephesians chapter 2 says that we were raised together with him. Which is a mind-boggling statement. Hallelujah. We've been seated in a place of authority in Christ Jesus. <laughs> so in Revelations chapter 1 and uh, 
Verse 9, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. The first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. That's the Jesus that saved you, hallelujah, and that you have been joined to his body, the body of Christ, and it's his spirit that lives in you, hallelujah. He is almighty. He is a conqueror, hallelujah. He is all-powerful. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, and it won't be long until we see him come again in the clouds, hallelujah. And will he find faith in the earth? Yes, he will. Right here. Hallelujah. Won't he? Yes, he will. We need, to, we need to keep it in front of us because he's not the skinny guy that you see in some portrayals, you know, on the cross anymore. No, no. He took the curse, completely conquered sin, and is risen. Hallelujah. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And he is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. I, use, I, I say this, I never go up and minister the word without you being with me. Because he said, you know, in, 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 in Mark 16, you know, the Great Commission says, the Lord was working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Hallelujah. Because they went and they preached the word everywhere. Hallelujah. The Lord working with them, confirming his word. Well, he confirms his word, not just in a service. He confirms his word at your house. Did you know that? Hallelujah. With signs and power and whatever is needed to make it come to pass. Because you have to realize that we are just the believers. He's the performer. <laughs> the only thing we have to do is agree with his word and speak his word, and then he's responsible for the result. Hallelujah. And that can set you free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for your word. I know, Father, that your word, it brings light. Hallelujah. Your words, Father, are carriers, Father. And, and, and your words, Father, deliver a deposit. Hallelujah. Wherever your word, Father, is received, just like Mary, she said, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Hallelujah. So, Father, we say tonight, let it be to us according to your word, Father. And the word became flesh. Hallelujah. Glory be to your name. Father, we give you praise.
for your word. We give you praise, Father, hallelujah, that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and we've been set free by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we're so grateful, Father, hallelujah, for this freedom that we have in you. And we choose, Father, to believe. We choose to walk, Father, in all the light that you give us, Father. We will act on it, Father. And as we do, Father, you surely will prefer, perform your word with signs following. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. Do you guys believe that the Lord will confirm his word? We've been talking about this. But you know what he said also in Mark 16? He says uh, something else. Hallelujah. Before he gets that far. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In verse 15, he said, and he said, I'm going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You believe that word? So I was just going to extend invitation if anybody is dealing with any sickness in their bodies you know we can just lay hands on you and you'll recover because the word the lord will perform his word hallelujah he said it in his word and he absolutely cannot lie it's not a possibility so i invite you if you have some sickness you'd like me to pray for you just come to the front and i'll pray for you hallelujah we'll just lay hands on you hallelujah and the lord will do the rest praise the lord so come on Hallelujah. If there's anybody here, hallelujah, I just wanted to make it available. Come on, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're just going to agree with the